Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about the events and statements from March 16th, 2020, as well as a history lesson on the beginnings of the Windsor dynasty. is a brief overview on how today's episode is going to go. We're going to start with a quick daily rundown of all the events of the European royal families. Um, We'll be skipping those that didn't have anything or didn't make any statements. Um, And then we'll go into the end of the podcast, which will be the first part of the two-part history of how the Windsor dynasty became a thing. Um, So let's get started. We're going to start off with the British royal family where Anne, the Princess Royal, had an event. Um, I was shocked to see that this actually did not get cancelled, um, but the Princess Royal um, is the vice patron is the vice patron of the British Horse Society, and she today attended the national convention at the Equestrian Centre in Buckinghamshire. Um, it did look like the event wasn't well attended. Um, and maybe was closed to spectators. I'm not really sure what a national convention is for the British Horse Society. Um, But that is what she did, and she is the only member of her family to hold an engagement today that I know of. Um, Prince Edward is supposed to be, was supposed to be attending a dinner, but that has not um, surfaced as of this point. Um, So that is all we had for the British royal family. No statements or anything like that from the Queen. Um, And so now we're going to move on to Belgium. Belgium today was very busy for King Philippe. Um, He first started his day off with his regular political meetings. Um, First, he met with Sophie Welms, who is the Prime Minister of Belgium, and then he also met with his political informers um, on the uh, formation of the government, which I would assume is not a huge priority right now, um, because all of the government's resources are going to handling this virus. Um... So that is what he did this morning. And then it was also revealed today um, that he had arranged for the donation of 500,000 face masks to Belgium from the Chinese tech company Alibaba. Um, And this came after a one-on-one conversation between Philippe and Jack Ma, who is the CEO of Alibaba. Um, And I just think that's like a fantastic showing of leadership. Um, So that is great. And then... In the evening, uh, King Philippe addressed the Belgian people with a broadcast. Um, I watched the Dutch one with English subtitles, but I'm sure there was a French one as well, um, in which he, like other monarchs, thanked the healthcare workers for their tireless efforts, and he also talked about how his citizens must take these extreme and, let's be honest, um, super inconvenient measures seriously so as to reduce the spread of infection. 
Um, and then at the very end, he talks about how strength can be found during such a scary time. Um, so that is what happened in Belgium. Nothing new happened in Denmark. So we're going to move on to the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, uh, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima released a written statement today thanking doctors and caregivers, as well as giving support to the people that are infected with coronavirus, um, and also to small business owners who are worried about their companies and the drastic measures that need to be taken to prevent the spread. Um, they also just were, it was generally like overall encouraging to the people in their kingdom for the overwhelming times that we are all living in. Um, and then in another cancellation, it was also announced today that um, the municipality that the King's Day Festival was going to be held in, um, and this is like late April, um, had canceled the event um, because of um, the large crowd. Um, so like I know here in the United States, our CDC or Center for Disease Control has recommended a minimum of eight weeks um, before gatherings of 50 or more people should be held. So I would assume that is part of the reason for the cancellation. Um, and then there was nothing new in Norway. So we're going to move on to Spain now. Um, in Spain yesterday was a very interesting day. Um, and I didn't want to talk about it in yesterday's episode because, um, I just wanted to focus that all on coronavirus and the monarch's responses. So, um, on Sunday, the Spanish royal household released a press statement regarding what were at the time some private financial situations. Um, um, this story starts about two weeks ago, maybe actually less. Um, I'm not sure. Time is moving really strangely right now. Um, but anyway, a little bit ago, it was um, reported in, a, in the tabloid media that the former king, Juan Carlos, um, had given his ex-mistress 100 million euros um, that was held in a Swiss bank account. And that the money was from Saudi Arabia. Which is just a lot of troubling information. Um, 100 million euros, ex-mistress, Swiss bank account. Sounds like it's the makings of a really terrible book. Um, so instead of trying to talk too much about the details... Juan Carlos have just decided it's shady and this is what happens when you're born privileged and no one ever tells you you're wrong. Um, and I just don't understand how anyone in the world can think that this is okay. Okay, 
So that was that. I didn't even talk about it because it just didn't matter when this was revealed. Now it kind of matters. So Sunday morning, early in the morning, like overnight, um, the report came in that King Felipe is listed as the beneficiary of this money from the Saudi Arabians. Um, and it, that he is to inherit it upon Juan Carlos's death and use it to take care of the royal family, meaning not just, like, Felipe, his wife and children, but also former Queen Sofia and Felipe's sisters, Infantas, Elena, and Cristina. So then the Spanish media just kind of went a little crazy about this. They were trying to figure out if he was if he was in on it and things along those lines, just kind of shady stuff. Um, and maybe Felipe isn't as clean as everyone thought. Okay. So then about 12 hours later, uh, the Royal household released a statement, a very long four page statement, um, that basically boiled down to King Felipe did not know that his status, uh, was beneficiary of this account. Um, until he received a letter last year um, from an attorney that said, hey, you're the beneficiary of this shady money. Um, so he sent a legal notarized letter saying he wanted nothing to do with the money and all of that good stuff. Um, then today, uh, or I'm sorry, then Sunday, he um, made that knowledge public. Um, stated that he is renouncing this inheritance and also is taking away um, the pay of Juan Carlos, who retired from official duties in May of last year. Also probably as a result of all of this shady stuff. Um, but the royal household is no longer going to pay King Juan Carlos anything. Um, and he was being paid about $200,000 a year. So... That has happened. And the reasoning for all of this, um, they actually, you know, quoted a line from Felipe's speech on the day he was proclaimed king, um, in which he said, the crown must ensure the dignity of the institution, preserve its prestige, and observe an upright, honest, and transparent conduct as befits its institutional function and social responsibility. Because only in this way, Will he be entitled to the moral authority necessary to exercise his function? Today, more than ever, citizens rightly demand that moral and ethical principles inspire and exemplary rule our public life. And the king, as, as the head of the state, has to, not, has to be not only a reference, but also a servant of that just and legitimate demand of the citizens. So... Obviously, it has been important to him since June 19th, 2014, to be a moral upstanding person. Um, And this is something that I think personally he has carried out. Um, So that is what's going on. Um, Also, because Spain is the hardest hit European country, one of. Italy has hit a little bit harder, but because Spain is one of the hardest hit European countries, this is kind of falling to like a back burner as not as big of news, even though it probably should be. Um, but everyone is focusing on the health and 
health and safety of the Spanish people. So that is great. Um, but also just yikes. Um, so we'll see how that plays out over the next few weeks. Um, and that is it for Spain. So we're now going to move into Sweden. Right, in Sweden, uh, today, in their home, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel held a meeting with representatives of the Swedish Association of Local Authorities and Regions. Um, this was to receive an update on how this uh, association is limiting the spread of the outbreak and just how everybody is doing overall. Um, and then later today, they visited the Swedish Civil Contingencies Agency, where they received information about the work the agency is doing um, as a result of the spread of this coronavirus. Um, and then they also met with the editorial board for crisisinformation.se, um, which is the crisis information website for Sweden um, that conveys confirmed information from state authorities and other responsible persons in connection with a crisis or serious event. Um, and then they also uh, were present during a meeting that um, was a national coll collaboration conference with about 80 representatives who all attended by phone because safety. Um, and the purpose of this meeting was just to make sure that the communication about the coronavirus is coordinated and no one is getting wrong information. So that is the end of the daily rundown. I know Spain made it a little bit longer, um, but now we're going to go into our history lesson. So as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, we are going to be doing a history lesson in each episode um, to get us through the coronavirus um, situation that we're in. Um, and we're going to start by talking about how all the royal families came, came into existence. Um, so we're going to start with the Windsor family or the British royal family. Um, we're going to go in the same order we do for the podcast, Britain, Belgium, Denmark, Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. Um, so this is the start of how the Windsor family came to be. Traditionally, when you marry a man, you take his last name. Or at least that was the big tradition in 1840 when Queen Victoria married Prince Albert. That's exactly what she did. Prince Albert's father was the Duke of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha, which is a ter or which was which was a territory of the German Empire. So how does the most famous royal family in the world go from the family name of Saxe, Coburg, Gotha? which is very German, to the house name of the Windsors. So, starting out with Queen Victoria and the creation of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha. Saxe-Coburg and Gotha was a duchy in the German Empire from 1826 to 1918. There were four dukes of the duchy and the first duke 
happened to be the father-in-law to Queen Victoria. Victoria and Prince Albert went on to have nine children. These children went on to be married to kings across the world, kings and queens. And of those nine children was the first son and second child, who was born Albert Edward. And when his mother died in 1901, he became King Edward VII. King Edward VII was king of the United Kingdom for only nine years. He was very popular and, from what it seems, fairly modern. He was known to socialize with Jewish people, which was very unpopular for anyone to do in the early 1900s. What a world we lived in. Edward married Alexandra of Denmark, and they had six children, including the future Queen Consort of Norway and, of course, the next king of the United Kingdom, George Frederick Ernest Albert, or King George V. King George V became king on May 6, 1910, after the death of his father. George V had some pretty popular cousins. Because, well, the royal family has a lot of incest going on. But Tsar Nicholas II and Kaiser Wilhelm II are both first cousins to George V, and they became known as the International Club of Monarchs, or the Continental Cousins. But then came World War I and all the changes that we'll address tomorrow. Um, so tomorrow we will finish the discussion of how the royal family of Windsor was born and has become the most stable symbol of British life to the world, as well as any events the royal families are going to be having. Um, so thanks for listening to today's podcast. I know it's getting weird. Um, everybody, hopefully everybody is doing well with the social distancing and isolation that we are all experiencing. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow. Um, as always, try and check out the pod on Instagram and Twitter using the username Daily Royal Pod and the website thedailyroyal.com, where there will be pictures and videos of um, everything we discussed today. Um, so I will talk to you guys all tomorrow. Bye.